pick it up in Matthew 11, verse number 25. And it says, And at this time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. Notice this, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Remember what we said last week, everything's been given to Jesus. God, God works through Jesus. All power, everything's been given to him. So when he tells you in this next verse here that I can give you rest, you can take it to the bank. He's, he's trustworthy with this. Verse 28, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Last week we began to look into this text and we discovered that our, our hearts are restless. Our hearts are they're filled with longings. We long to be liked. We long to be loved. We long to be accepted. And we want to succeed and we want to be happy. And really our longings differ from person to person. Some people, uh, their every desire is to be loved and others, every desire is, I want to be alone. I don't want anybody in my life. I don't want anybody challenging me. And sometimes we, we find our hearts at a restless type of living. Some want to play it safe. Others are the risk takers. And so the longings that drive the human heart, they differ, but they're all moved by the desires of our hearts. And our hearts are restless. I think that's why you and I, throughout a given week, since seven days since we've met, you've asked yourselves questions. You've asked yourself if you're enough. You've asked yourself if, if what you need to do on the job front is enough to succeed. You've asked yourself, are you caring enough? Are you loving enough? Are you a good parent? Am I a good enough spouse? Some of you might have even asked, what I do wrong? Why am I treated this way? Why am I, uh, why am I spoken to this way? And we can trace, honestly, human restlessness all the way back to the Garden of Eden. And we, we looked at Genesis 3 last week, but I'd like just to kind of be reminded of it again because Satan makes two false claims to Adam and Eve, and really he makes false claims to you and I. But he tells them, he says, you're not going to die and you're going to know good and evil. And so let's kind of look at that text once again here this morning. Genesis 3, verse 4, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together, and they made themselves aprons, verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. I brought this to your attention last week. Can you imagine trying to hide from God? 
Can you imagine just kind of the, the anxiety that would have been in the heart of Adam and Eve as God, so to speak, kind of goes searching? God knows where they're at. And can you imagine just the, the angst of, you know, the questions and the turmoil and the restlessness that would have been in their hearts when they're thinking, you know, Satan said we weren't going to die, but God said we were. What's going to happen to us? Satan said we're going we're to know good and we're going to know evil. But how are we going to know what's good? All we notice is all of a sudden we're naked. All of a sudden something's wrong. And so let's try to fix the problem. And they sewed fig leaves together. And later in the text, a beautiful picture of the gospel, God literally has to, has to slay a, a lamb, slay an animal, shed the blood, and give them coats or coverings of skin. And why am I hiding from God? Why are we so afraid? The exhaustion of a heart that is restless. It's the restlessness and the turmoil of the human heart that has been passed down ever since Adam and Eve brought sin into the world. And so when Jesus tells you in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, you can add your name into that verse. Come unto me, Ryan. Come unto me, Redwood, that are sitting here this morning, those that are heavy laden. Come to me. You're tired, you're weary, you're restless, and I will give you rest. If you recall, Augustine said, Our hearts are restless until they find their rest in Christ. And so last week, I, I challenged you to take an action of come to Christ. If you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, that's where it starts. But even afterwards, it's, it's coming to Him. It's, it's bringing what is bringing it's what is restless, what is causing the turmoil in your life, you bring it to Christ. And so let's read this text again here this morning and we'll, we'll look at a second aspect here. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And notice what it says. And I will give you rest. Last week. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if last week we said, hey, come to Christ, today our thrust is, is take my yoke upon you. That's what Jesus would be telling you here this morning, would be take my yoke upon you. Now, the Bible, the Bible uses a myriad of different kinds of descriptions of a Christian life, of your relationship with Christ. We kind of get the idea of believing. We also understand the idea of coming to Him, of following, of receiving. There's even times where it says of eat and, you know, kind of feasting, so to speak, and feeding on Jesus. But Jesus puts it another way here in this text. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now, I believe Jesus, in, in, in so many ways, he's kind of he's saying the same thing, just in a different way. Because he makes the same promise. He says, hey, you come unto me and I'll give you rest. You take my yoke upon me and I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls. And so the condition is stated in two different ways. Take my yoke as well as come to me. So what do we do to find rest? 
What do we do if you and I are if you, if you and I are wondering how can I find rest? And again, I said this last week. We're not talking about a Tylenol PM. We're not just trying to get some sleep overnight. Okay, no, no, no. Rest for the anxiety of your soul, the turmoil of your soul. Honestly, the, the turmoil that, 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 that Brother Mike was talking about earlier, how we were wondering, God, are you really there? The anxiety of life. You come to Him. You get rest. Another way of saying it is commit to Christ. Come to Christ, but then also commit to Christ. These are two, we, two ways of saying the same thing. Coming to Christ involves taking his yoke upon you. So Nick, if you can uh, bring the picture of a, uh, of a yoke up here. So you kind of, this kind of gives you an idea of what Jesus is saying here. The yoke was a wooden beam that would have tied uh, two animals together so that they could walk together and they could kind of work together. Nick, if you can give us the next one there. And you kind of you see what, what, what Jesus was saying there. By the way, you ought to be very careful who or what you get yoked to. What is in a person's life will eventually lay itself on you. You and I ought to be careful of that. You're going you're gonna to feel its weight in business, in friendship, and supremely in thinking about marriage. Ask this question, what am I, try, what am I tying myself to here? And so Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Bind yourself to me. Walk with me. Coming to Christ means that you, that you take, your yoke, take his yoke upon you. Listen, this is not a one-time experience. Okay, this didn't just happen in August of 1992 when I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I didn't just get in his yoke that day only. No, it's kind of a moment-by-moment, day-by-day type of decision. That's why I, I reference this portion kind of uh, of this text. This is the committing to Christ. Hey, yeah, you come to him and you, and you, and, and, and you lay the things that you need to, but now... You've got, to, you've got to commit to him. It's an enduring commitment. The idea that Jesus can be your Savior without in and of himself being your Lord, honestly, it's a figment of imagination, and it makes unrepentant sinners a little bit more confident in their rebellion against God. It appeals to the self-obsession of the present generation, but I don't believe you're going to find any of that in the Bible. Let me, let me give you a quote from J.I. Packer who wrote in his book, Serving the People of God. He says, if 10 years ago, now you need to know this, he was writing this in 1991. Okay, so this, this description is kind of of 1991, and he's referencing, hey, if someone would have told me in 81, you had told me that I would live to see literate evangelicals, some with doctorates and a seminary teaching record, arguing for the reality of an eternal salvation, divinely guaranteed, that may have in it no repentance, no discipleship, no behavioral change, no practical acknowledgement of Christ of, as Lord of one's life, I would have told you that you were out of your mind. Stark, starring bonkers is the British phrase I would probably have used. But now the thing has happened. Wow. 
he was saying in, 19, in 1991, you know, there were great minds, great thinkers, biblical men that would say, hey, you know what, why don't you, why don't you just come to Jesus with, you know, there's, there's no, no strings attached. Nothing has to change. Man, if they were saying that in 91, what are they saying in 2017? 2017, they're just saying, hey, you know, you can just do whatever you want. Just say that you love Jesus. Hey, I love Jesus, and I'm going to do whatever I want. That's kind, of, that's kind of what some of Christianity is. Not all of it. I'm not trying to, of course, demonize everybody that's on TV. Of course not. Like, hey, have your, have your best life right now. No, you want it later, don't you? You want it in eternity. We lay up treasures in store up in eternity. So take my yoke upon you. Now this sounds like it's going to be tough. You might be sitting there this morning thinking, you know, I'm struggling enough as it is. Ryan, I, I'm struggling. I can't even make it in this particular area. Now you're telling me that Jesus wants to put something else on me? Let me ask you some kind of soul-searching questions real quick here. And it would behoove you to try to answer them in your heart. Don't answer them out loud. You don't have to, you don't have to confess to me or anything like that. Do you think that your life would be easier without Christ? Do you feel that if you cut loose from Jesus Christ, your restlessness and your restless heart would eventually be free? Is that what you think about God? That if you draw near to Jesus Christ, God can't wait to lay more on you. If you think that God is in the business of laying burdens on you, honestly, if that's where you're at right now, you, you haven't seen the glory which is the face of Jesus Christ in a while. If that's what you're thinking, if you're thinking, oh great, pastor's just going to lay some immense burden on me from Scripture. Listen, you haven't seen the glory that is the burden lifter, Jesus Christ. This is, this is kind of, listen to what, what Jesus says to you again in Matthew 11. Take my, <clears throat> excuse me, yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So to be yoked to Christ means that the Son of God, let me rephrase that, that let me say it again, that the Son of God is pulling with you when you get into that yoke, when you commit to Christ, when you when you. Ryan, when you stop trying to do it on your own, how many of you don't raise your hand, but some of you, you feel alone <clears throat> and you feel like the load is too heavy and you feel like you can't go on anymore? Guess what? If we're trying to go about it alone, then you will learn what it means to have too much on you. Because God will often put more than you can handle so that you will then come to Christ. I believe this text is kind of all the same. That you will, that, that, I'm not saying just, just for salvation. Christian, if you will come to him again this morning or in the situation this week or your Monday morning or whatever it is, you will come to him and you say, okay, God, I'm going to commit this to you. I'm going to walk through life with you. I'm going to submit to you. I'm going to learn from you. A little, getting a little bit ahead of myself here. I cannot think of any better way 
to face the pressures of my life than with Jesus. I love my wife. I think she's down with the, the kids or, or, or with the kids today. Uh, and she is such a blessing to me and she is such a help. But there are some things that I'll be honest with you, Jesus alone can bear. I'll come to her and I'll tell her. I'll be crying or whatever the case is. I'm burdened. It's heavy. And again, I love my wife. She is a help me on all stretches. But sometimes it'll be like, she's just looking at me like, what's the problem? You know what I got to do? I got to go in my closet. I got to like, Lord, I'm sorry. I was trying to have Sarah be my savior. And often she's very, she's so helpful. But Lord, I, I was trying to have her fix all my problems and tell me that I'm great and I'm awesome. And okay, Lord, I'm going to get in this yoke. And then all of a sudden, I, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be eerie. It's like, whoop. Sometimes that happens when I'm listening to a worship song. When I'm worshiping God, it's just like, whoop. And the load completely goes away. Now let me ask you, did the situation in and of itself change? No. Most times it doesn't. But the way that we walk through life does. The perspective. We're, we're all of a sudden, this, this heart of turmoil, this heart of angst, just becomes restful. That's what we're talking about this morning. That's what hopefully our desire is to kind of hone in on the Scripture. If you are weary with your burden... What could be better than to be yoked to Jesus Christ and have him pull the load with you? Nothing. Well, I'd just, be, I'd just be better off if I'd just give up on this whole thing. So hard trying to be godly. So hard trying to, you know, live for Jesus Christ in 2017 in such a secular area. You know what? I'd just be better off to just do it all alone. No, you actually wouldn't. Because most people you know, listen, most people you know, they're trying to deal with the restlessness themselves. And they're seeking it in all different kinds of things. Substances, enjoyments, and addictions to certain things. God, oh, take it, take it. They might not be praying to God, but they're trying to deal with it. And you and I, we can give it over to the Lord. So we get in the yoke. But there comes a second thought with this text. And that is this, we must surrender to a partnership. You get in the yoke, then you need to surrender to a partnership. Jesus says, hey, get in the Christian yoke. No, that's not what he says. He says, get in the yoke with me. I'm going I'm to bear this with you. And by the way, Jesus can bear it all. Jesus did bear it all, and Jesus has been victorious through it all. So your scenarios, you're getting in with a champion. Did you hear me? You're getting in with a victor. You're getting in with the champion. And he says, hey, I want you to surrender to this, to this partnership. He's not calling us to walk alone. <laughs> we sang about that. That was God-led. He's calling us to walk with him. Jesus Christ knows that we cannot live on our own. He knows we can't live without Him. He goes with us and He enables us to live for Him as we yield to His control in our lives. Paul said it in, John, in, in Galatians 2, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Listen, tap into His faith. It's strong enough 
Hey, I'm having a, I'm having a hard time keeping the faith. I just want to, just want to give it all up. Listen, tap into his faith, live by his faith. Jesus is strong enough. His faith will never fail. By the way, Jesus is also praying for you that your faith won't fail. Tap into his and understand he's praying for you at the same time. Who loved me, and the Bible says, gave himself for me. That's the one, the one that was willing to give of everything for you is saying, hey, why don't you just join in this partnership? Let's kind of walk through this life that you were never meant to walk alone together. I mean, Adam and Eve needed God to speak to them. Adam and Eve got, needed God to say, here's what you do. Here's what you do with one another. Here's what you do. Because they didn't know. It's kind of a community project, us and God. We need him. Okay? Submit to that partnership. Oh, he's going to put such loads on me. That's not what Jesus said he was going to do. John 14, verse 16 says, I will pray the Father. And he should give you another comforter. This is the next couple weeks, actually. That he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Notice what Jesus said. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. You see, this literally, you're coming and he's coming. It's a partnership. Jesus is like, I don't want to leave you feeling all alone. We're not in this thing alone. The true rest in the Christian life comes from surrendering to Christ's control over us. There was a little boy who was playing in a sandbox in the backyard, and he had been playing for some time. He had kind of made, you know, all kinds of, you know, little tunnels and little tracks, and uh, he discovered that there was a large rock in the middle of his sandbox. And his dad was kind of in the kitchen window looking out and watching his boy trying to get that, you know, that rock out and was trying as hard as he could. Literally tried to lift it up a little bit, come down, smash his fingers, and he'd come in crying. He's like, Daddy, I can't do it. And the dad says, Son, why didn't you use all of the strength that was available to you? And the boy says, Daddy, I tried, I tried, I did everything I could. And he said, No, you never asked me. The father goes out there, goes to the sandbox, lifts that rock out, and puts it out, and the boy continues to play. How many times does Ryan dig in his sandbox and have God on the outside? And you know what Jesus is telling us in this text? Hey, you want rest? Your life's full of turmoil? Oh, it doesn't mean the turmoil goes away. I'm talking about a heart of turmoil, heart of unrest. And God is just literally saying, hey, your champion's right there. Ask him. Come to him and then do life with him. Submit to his control. Let me add just one more thought to this text. Verse 29 says, take my yoke upon me, upon you, excuse me, and learn of me. I want you to notice the order. First, we accept God's yoke. Then we learn of him. You know, most of us, we want to reverse God's priorities. Many of us, we think, well, if we could just learn enough, hey, if I could just see the whole plan, God, then I wouldn't have a problem obeying. But God says, nope, it's not how it works. You know how it works? On the job training. 
on-the-job training. God says, hey, get in, get in the yoke with my son, the champion. Get in his yoke, submit to him, and then what will happen is, is then you will learn of him. You will be able to go through your situations and be tempted at all points like as we are. The author of Hebrews says, but Christ didn't fail. Christ didn't sin. And so you're going to be able to go through literally monumental things in your life. And the, the desire is, is as we're doing this with Christ, we're learning of Him. He's, we're living by His faith. His, His life is living through us. By the way, that's resurrected type life. That's a powerful life. And we're going through, we're, we're, we're hitting this situation not with just us. With all the power of heaven now. And you're able to go through, but it takes a commitment. Jesus says, hey, why don't you look to my example? Jesus says, I'm gentle. I'm humble. Jesus says, I'm completely yielded to the Father's will. So learn from me and be completely yielded to my will. Completely yielded to my way of living. Jesus came to the world not to be served. Oh, I love to be served. It's all about me. By the way, thank you for recognizing my seventh year, our family's seventh year of ministry. Thank you. It was very humbling. But that's not why Christ comes. Christ came so he could serve. Mark 10, 45 says, For the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. I can sense the Holy Spirit of God so heavily right now impressing on your heart and my heart. Are you committed to him? Oh, you've, you've come to him. But do you need to come to him again this morning? And then have you, have you committed to walk with the Lord? Let's go through this text one more time. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest. They're both connected to rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know what he's saying? He's saying, bring your hurts, bring your cares, bring your situations, bring them to me, and then, can I just put it in Johnson version? Bring it to me. And then Jesus says, and let's go at it together. Have the faith to bring it to him. Don't carry it alone. Because Jesus says, if you'll bring it to me, then we'll go at this thing together. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I submit to you that I needed this message more than probably everybody in this room. God, I feel like there's a daunting task of my grandfather's salvation. Lord, I want to come to you and give it to you and realize that, God, you want him saved more than I do. Lord, I invite you in. It's more like you invite me in to go and add it.
Talk to the Lord. What is it that you need to bring to him? the Lord have it.